This is Julie D. from NordoniaHills.News. The Cleveland Sports Show starts now. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to another amazing edition of yours only, the Cleveland Sports Show. We have so much to talk about and have so many new things to introduce to you guys today. So let's get this party started, shall we? The sports fact of the day. Today is May 17th, all you calendar fanatics out there. And on this day, back in 1998, David Wells pitches a perfect game for the New York Yankees to defeat the Minnesota Twins 4-0 at home in Yankee Stadium. He strikes out 11 batters and throws 120 pitches. In the Minnesota ninth, John Shave flies out to right fielder Paul O'Neill. Javier Valentine strikes out swinging, and Pat Mears uh, flies out to O'Neill. Excuse me. The Yankees are the first team with two perfect games in Major League history. The first was Don Larson's perfecto in the 1956 World Series. Both Larson and Wells attended Point Loma High School in San Diego. Yankees pitcher David Cohn will throw the next perfect game in the majors on July 18, 1999. Oddly enough, Larson will attend Cohn's perfect game on Yogi Berra Day. Berra caught Larson's perfect game. Now, baseball fans, I know you're disappointed. There's going to be a lot more coming your way towards the end of our podcast today. But let's get it started. Let's, let's get it started with another topic. That's right, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, the UEFA Champions League final is here. I know I mentioned this to you guys last week in our show, but don't miss it. You're going to start off the month of June on the right foot because Tottenham Hotspur and FC Liverpool are facing off 3 o'clock Eastern time in the UEFA Champions League final. As I mentioned, Liverpool defeated Barcelona by an aggregate score of 4-3, to three, and then Tottenham defeated Ajax Amsterdam 3-3. Three to three. It was tied in that aggregate, but due to the fact that Tottenham won on the number of away goals that they had in that series, they advance to the UEFA Champions League final. So really, that was just to remind you guys that, hey, on the 1st of June... When someone asks you that day, oh, what are you doing today? Don't say nothing because you have to tell them at 3 o'clock the UEFA Champions League is on and I must watch it. Now, we're still going to focus on soccer, but we're going to go across the Atlantic Ocean back here home in the United States for MLS soccer. Now, more specifically on the standings, DC United is back on top with 24 points. They're a point ahead of Philadelphia Philly with 23 points thanks to 7 wins, 2 draws, and 3 losses. Atlanta United, the defending champs, will have 20 points on the season so far thanks to 6 wins, 2 draws, and 3 losses. All you crew fans, no need to panic, but there is some concern as Columbus is now slipping a bit. 7th place in the Eastern Conference, 5 wins, a draw, and 7 losses. The crew definitely looking to increase the 16-point margin that they have right now. And sadly, FC Cincinnati fans, it doesn't look like it's going to be getting any better for you, as the team now only with 11 points, thanks to three wins, two draws, but a staggering seven losses. 
The top scorers in the MLS right now, Carlos Vela of LAFC, 13 goals. He is the only player in the MLS with double-digit goal scoring so far this season. In second place behind him, good old Zlatan Ibrahimovic of the LA Galaxy with 9 goals. Diego Rossi with 7 of LAFC. And then Kay, or Kai Kamara, we all remember him, Columbus fans. He has seven goals as well this season. And then the English star, Wayne Rooney of DC United, has six goals on the year. Ohio fans, let's get more specific into our soccer teams. First, with the Columbus crew. Now, tomorrow, the Columbus crew will face off against Minnesota United on the road. Then they will head out to Colorado to face the Rapids before coming back home for a three-game homestand against NYFC, Sporting KC, and Orlando City. However, this past week for the crew did not go well, as this Saturday, Columbus suffered a 3-0 loss to the hands of LAFC at home at Matt Frey Stadium by a final score of 3-0. And for you FC Cincinnati fans, FC Cincinnati was actually able to get a win in their most recent game, winning 2-1 against the Montreal Impact at home. That is the only game in which FC Cincinnati have played between our shows. But let's get you caught up with what's coming up next for FC Cincinnati. They head to Orlando to take on Orlando City before coming back home to face the New York Red Bulls. Then they'll head out for a two-game road trip against the Colorado Rapids and then NYCFC before coming back home for a date with the LA Galaxy. And that's right, NBA fans, the playoffs are in full swing. The conference semifinals just ended this weekend, and what a way for the conference semifinals to end, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I could go in to the Houston Rockets and tell you how insanely shocked and disappointed I am, and honestly stunned. They lose the series in six to the Golden State Warriors, but ladies and gentlemen, we have so much to talk about. I'm not going to waste my time with a Rockets team who definitely should have won. Let's go to the Portland Trailblazers, a much bigger game on the line. Portland Trailblazers and Denver Nuggets, game seven. In, in the Mile High City, Denver, Colorado, Portland Trailblazers defeat the Denver Nuggets 100-96. Ladies and gentlemen, in a game that Damian Lillard did not play well at all, in 45 minutes, the man we call Dame Time only had 13 points, 8 assists, and 10 rebounds. However, did we forget about that other backcourt mate that Damian Lillard has? That guy who goes by the name of, oh, I don't know, C.J. McCollum, who had 37 points, an assist, and nine rebounds. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. C.J. McCollum wasn't looking to pass the rock. He was looking to score the rock. And clearly, 37 points and only one assist definitely tells me that's the case. And then, we had an upset on the road on Mother's Day, and many Philadelphia fans were looking that that would be the case as well up in Toronto for Game 7 between the Philadelphia 76ers and Toronto Raptors. It's late. Jimmy Butler has just tied the game at 90 apiece. Out of nowhere, it's Kawhi Leonard time. Kawhi Leonard, talk about luck, gets numerous bounces off the rim 
for that final shot to have it drop. Many say it's the greatest shot in Raptors franchise history. On the night, Kawhi had 41 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and 43 minutes. Pascal Siakam, although he didn't play a great game, had 11 points, 11 rebounds, and 2 assists. And the second leading scorer for the Raptors in that Game 7 clincher was Serge Ibaka, the veteran. 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 3 assists. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the conference semifinals have concluded. It's conference finals time. It's conference finals talk. Let's analyze first the Eastern Conference Finals between the top two seeds of the East this year, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors, where in Game 1, the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Raptors by a final score of 108-100. to They outscore the Raptors by 15 in the fourth quarter, 32-17, to to take the Game 1 victory. For the Bucks that night, Giannis Antetokounmpo didn't seem like he had the greatest game in the world with 24 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, all in 37 minutes. But the guy who did have one of the greatest games of his career was center Brooke Lopez, who has been an unbelievable three-point shooter this season. In Game 1 this past Wednesday, he had 29 points, 2 assists, and 11 rebounds, all in 35 minutes. For the Raptors, although Kawhi did come to play with 31, Pascal Siakam had 15 as well. Unfortunately, Marcus Saul only with 6 points, Danny Green with only 6 points, Serge Ibaka only 4 points, Fred Van Vliet 2 points in 13 minutes, and then normal Norman Powell with 6 points in 10 minutes. Although all of those Raptors were cold from the floor, there was one Raptor above all who shined the brightest, and that was Kyle Lowry, the guy we say doesn't show up in the playoffs. He proved us wrong in Game 1. With his 30 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists, Kyle Lowry proved why he deserves to be an All-Star every year in the NBA. Game 2 between the Raptors and Bucks will be tonight at 8.30 Eastern Time. You can catch the game on TNT. Will the Raptors be able to tie up this series, or can the Milwaukee Bucks take a commanding 2-0 lead heading north of the border into Toronto? Now let's go to the Western Conference Finals. The Portland Trailblazers and the Golden State Warriors. Now, take yourself a couple days back. It's Tuesday, May 14th. The Portland Trailblazers, just only two days ago, have just defeated the Denver Nuggets in seven games. In Denver, no less. And the Warriors have had a few days off. Their last game was that Friday, May 10th, in Houston against the Rockets. So, of course, the Warriors have more rest. Now, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen. Were we expecting a 22-point blowout in favor of the Warriors in Game 1? Maybe, maybe not. Needless to say, many of us expected the Warriors to win Game 1. So a 94-116 to scoreline in the end in favor of the Warriors doesn't surprise me. Here's what does surprise me. The fact that the Portland Trailblazers absolutely blow a 17-point lead in the third quarter to the Warriors. Ladies and gentlemen, they got outscored 24-39 to in the third quarter. They gave up 39 points. Then they were outscored by three in the fourth quarter, eventually losing the game by three. No one on the Trailblazers broke 25. Damian Lillard was the closest with 23. Now, all of you sports fans out there, and NBA fans, anyone in general, really, do you expect to win if you're the road team going to Oracle Arena, and your best players don't even put up 25 points? 
and we really expect to win? Stephen Curry has been absolutely dominating this series. 37 points in Game 2, 36 in Game 1, absolutely on fire. Draymond Green also had a key layup at the very end of the game. 33 minutes, he put up 16 points, 7 assists, and 10 rebounds. That's the Draymond Green the Warriors love seeing. Kevon Looney as well, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not sleep on Kevon Looney, because this guy has some talent. He is definitely not a Looney Tune, if you know what I mean. In 29 minutes, he put up 14 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 assists. Let's see what Stephen Curry had to say after Game 2 in his post-game interview, as the Warriors now have a commanding 2-0 lead on the Trailblazers. Every, every game is different. You just got to find a way to win. That's what we did. So winning plays, everybody contributed. Like the, the last five that was out there, you know, Clay playing great defense. Um, Looney taking on that one-on-one challenge with CJ. Obviously, Andre Strip at the end. You know, Draymond finding Looney at the, for the lob and finishing at the rim. Everybody you know, contributed, so... Very exciting way to win. we got to play better in in the first half, for sure. Now, fans, you can catch Game 3 of the Western Conference Finals this upcoming Saturday. The scene will shift, as now we will be heading to the Moda Center for Game 3. Tomorrow, more specifically at 9 p.m., you can catch the game on ESPN with Mark Breen, Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, the whole crew waiting for you to tune in at 9 o'clock tomorrow on ESPN, for Warriors-Blazers Game 3, a must-win for the Blazers. Now, I know it's going to be strange, I know it's May and the Cavs aren't in the playoffs, and I've been getting a little sick of talking about the Cavs, you may have heard on my last shows, but this is the Cleveland Sports Show after all, and some we have some news that broke out with the Cavs. As we know, the Cavs have hired... Um, former Michigan coach John Beeline. And here's what new head coach Beeline had to say on the new roster that he has, what he's going to be working with this upcoming season. Take a listen and see what you think. Oh, I think first of all, with the great help from our front office, we're going to shape it. Uh, we had good young players. Uh, Kevin Love today. You know, I got to get some guys with a lot of experience, especially with winning. I talked with all the players today, and there's, there's just, I, I feel a good karma right now that last year, although it was difficult for all, we all learned a lot, and, and everybody's going to grow from it and attack next year with a lot of, just a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of spirit, um, a lot of optimism. Now, ladies and gentlemen, for a 66-year-old, you know, signing this new deal with the Cavs, I'm very happy that Coach Beeline is positive, enthusiastic about this new Cavs season. But there's one glaring concern that I have. How does he know that the charisma would be up? Fans, Cavs fans especially, the Cavs just came off one of their worst seasons in franchise history. They didn't even get 20 wins. They were 19-63. and 63. They're not in the playoffs where they were this time last year. Many people don't even know that Cleveland has a basketball team right now. So how can the morale be up for the Cavs right now? I'll tell you one thing that could help build up this morale. It's the NBA Draft Lottery. We're going to play Imagination Time again. So imagine you're on your couch, you have a Cavs shirt on, or you're in downtown Cleveland, you're at a watch party, 
ready to watch the draft. The Cavs are one of the top three teams in the NBA draft or draft lottery this year who have the highest chance to win the number one overall pick. They're tied with the Knicks at 14%. So ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax, grab some popcorn, and hopefully we can get Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, or Ja Morant. So let's flash forward a little bit here. The 14th pick has gone to the Celtics, 13th pick has gone to the Heat, 12th pick to the Charlotte Hornets, 11th to the Minnesota Timberwolves, 10th to the Atlanta Hawks, 9th pick to the Washington Wizards, 8th pick to the Atlanta Hawks, 7th to the Chicago Bulls, 6th pick to the Phoenix Suns, that really must be depressing if you're a Suns fan, can't even get the top picks anymore because you've gotten them so many times of how terrible that they've been, but nonetheless, 5th pick, ladies and gentlemen, we're the Cavs, we can't get the 5th pick, it's not possible, we have the high. We are tied with the highest chance of getting the first overall pick. No way we're getting. Num- we're going to get number five. So let's just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, who's going to get the fifth pick? Let's see. And the fifth pick will be made by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the Cleveland Cavaliers have been hoping for their fourth number one pick in nine years. They won't be getting there, but it does mean that the New York Knicks. Patrick Ewan, you're moving on to the next round. Guys, you know what's sad? Is when the Cavs get the fifth pick and the first thing that comes on people's minds is that the Knicks are going to be in the top four. Now I'm saying Rachel Nichols does a phenomenal job. I'm not criticizing her at all. Of course, she has to give out the best information. Definitely nothing wrong with that. But as a Cleveland fan, I'm just saying it seems a little bit depressing that when you, you have to mention the New York Knicks in the same sentence as the Cavs, when the Cavs get the fifth pick. A little depressing there, but hey, if you're a Cleveland fan, this is what you have to put up with, right? So now with the fifth pick, ladies and gentlemen, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to think. What's your overall thoughts on what the Cavs can do with that overall pick? What can they do to upgrade their roster this summer? And what can they do to put last year behind them and come fresh into this new season? Now before I end my basketball segment here, I'd like to make a toast. A toast to the Cleveland Cavaliers organization for getting the first overall pick. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give the Cavs another Cleveland round of applause. Congratulations, Cleveland. We have the fifth pick in the NBA draft. Alright, so now from the parquet floor, the hardwood floor, we're going to move on to the ice ice, if you know what I mean. As the NHL playoffs continue today, the only game for today is the San Jose Sharks at the St. Louis Blues. The Sharks lead the series two games to one. The conference finals of the NHL playoffs have been underway. Last night, the Boston Bruins took care of the Carolina Hurricanes thanks to a 4-0 sweep and won that 4-0 sweep, Game 4, by a final score of 4-0, meaning that the San Jose Sharks and the St. Louis Blues will face the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup Finals. 
as I mentioned before, you can catch the you can catch Game Four between the Sharks and the Blues tonight at 8 p.m. 30 minutes before Raptors and Bucks. You can catch this NHL playoff game on NBCS. That's right, our last topic today is Indians baseball. I told you baseball fans I would never ever leave you guys hanging. After all, this is America's pastime, right? The Indians are second place in the American League Central Division with 23 wins and 19 losses. They're 11 and 12 on the road and 12 and 7 at home at Progressive Field. They're 5 and 5 in their last 10 games. Now, for the Indians, this past week, in their matches with the Chicago White Sox um, in Chicago, they lost the first matchup by a final score of 2-5. to five. After the first inning, the game was tied at one run apiece. The Chicago White Sox were able to snatch a run after the second inning. Indians then were able to score a run in the third inning, only to be met with a run in, that, in the third inning by the White Sox. And then in the 6th and 7th inning, a respective run in each inning to give the Red Sox a 3-point win over the Indians. However, this past Tuesday, the Indians handled business against the White Sox in Chicago, scoring their first run in the 3rd inning, and then tacking on 2 more in the 4th inning, 3 more in the 5th inning, 2 more in the 6th inning, and then 1 more in the final, or excuse me, one more in the eighth inning, giving them a 9 nothing victory. And yesterday, the Indians began their, the Indians began their four-game homestand with the Baltimore Orioles and won that game handily 7-14. to Indians scored five single runs to no runs at all for the Orioles in the seventh inning, which really helped the Indians snatch this game. The upcoming schedule for the Cleveland Indians, of course, includes three more matchups with the Orioles at Progressive Field. Today, tomorrow, and Sunday, the Indians will then host the Oakland Athletics, who they met out in the Bay Area a few days ago. They will host the Athletics this Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before a four-game homestand with the Tampa Bay Rays. And ladies and gentlemen, that concludes our episode of the Cleveland Sports Show for you guys this week. I have a few reminders for you guys, a few um, new pieces of news. I have posted some of our most recent episodes on the website SoundCloud. You can check it out, looking, look up Cleveland Sports Show with Darius Sethna, and you can even look up Cleveland Sports Show if you want, and you should definitely see our all of our tracks, all of our episodes on that search result. Also, I always have had a Twitter account. You can follow me on Twitter. Ask me any questions you want, comments, concerns, anything. I'm at Nordonia Sports, Darius Sefna. You can also go on to NordoniaHills.News. Obviously, a lot going on with the community in these past few weeks, and a lot of students have been covering a lot of new news. You can check them out as well. Check out all of the great work that they have done these last two weeks.
But for the Cleveland Sports Show, I am Darius Stephanus signing off. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll see you next week for another awesome episode. Take care.